Welcome on into the Three Putt Golf Pod. I'm your host, Logan Robbins, and today with me I've got Joe and Ty. And we are excited to go through our Pinehurst trip with you. Um, this is not the first course we played, but it is the most notable of the courses. Um, so we're excited to go through all of this with you guys. Um, today we're doing Pinehurst number two. So I'll go ahead and welcome the guys on in. Joe, how are you doing, buddy? Good, man. I'm still uh, kind of recovering uh, mentally, emotionally. Uh, my liver's still limping along from last weekend. Uh, so, yeah, just trying to do my best out here. And Coop, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, buddy. Uh, I don't think the trip disappointed at all. Um, maybe one course, but everything else was absolutely fantastic. I think I can speak for everyone that it was just unbelievable and definitely – need to take more advantage of Pinehurst being so close around here. We just, it seems like we just forget about it sometimes and it's just a mecca of golf just a few hours away. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever been there 27 years in playing golf all my life. And I'm just, I'm hooked. I felt like I, I, I got the first dose free and now I'm hooked and the dealers got me. Literally an hour and a half away. And it's just a joke that we've not done this yet. So travesty. Um, I can't believe it, but we did get the privilege of playing Pinehurst number two. Um, we weren't guaranteed to get out there. And 24 hours ahead of time, if you're unfamiliar, you have to call in to get a tee time if you're not staying on the resort. They don't guarantee you anything. We happen to get a 10 10 tee time on Pinehurst number two, which is, I feel like, kind of unheard of when it's already booked up like that. They had told us it might be seven, it might be 12. We kind of slapped right in the middle, which was perfect. Uh, it was hot as shit, about 105 degrees, feels like temperature at the peak of the day. Yeah, but you start and, getting furious towards the back nine, you don't even feel the heat anymore. You sweat. Oh, uh, I beg to differ because I thought I was going to pass out. Um, he had a couple squirrely ones coming in. He's like, oh, I'm hot. <laughs> Dude, I had zero energy left. That's my excuse now. I don't hit a bad drive. I'm just hot. <laughs> well, you must have been hot the whole trip, so – Ah, yeah, fair play. Uh, clean. So I uh, want to lead it off with you guys. I'll kick it over to Ty first. Um, tell us what you thought of the clubhouse uh, and just we'll all hit on it a little bit, but I'll, you know, I'll hear from Ty first on what you thought. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you can see it right when you pull in. Uh, you just, one of those rows, there's a bunch of flags and everything when you pull in, but you can see the clubhouse. Uh, it's not like a really long drive. It is unbelievable. You can see the huge clubhouse. Uh, you just see the kind of like the, the restaurant in there too, um, the new um, cradle part three course on your right, uh, putter boy logo when you walked in. It's just you can just tell you like that's awesome. Like you're here, like, this is gonna be so awesome. Um, but yeah, you pull up. I mean, it's not overly like I don't, I don't know uppity or anything like that. So you, it doesn't give off that vibe at all. But you do feel like it's like you're kind of walking in history, um, thinking about all the great players that have been there and played there. And if you just, as soon as you walk in, it's just history everywhere. You see, I mean, you see pictures, I mean, trophies. Um, you see like this kind of, I mean, this picture frames of stories on there. I mean, you, you name it all. It's honestly like walking back into like an old school museum, really. Um, it's just, you kind of just walk around just kind of look, I feel like it's more people not bumping around. There's people just looking on the left, looking at the right. 
um, just just kind of reading, taking it all in. It's just kind of a cool, uh, awesome experience in there. Um, it's really, I mean, it's everything you really want, really, in my opinion. So a little weird with the COVID stuff. They had everybody checking in, kind of like the ballroom kind of deal, which is kind of odd. But, um, but all in all, it's just an awesome clubhouse. Just a cool. You could walk around there, hang out in the pro shop for for a good hour if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean. I think once you kind of step into one of those places, it like Ty said, it's like the history of it more than anything is pretty cool to walk into. And you can just think of yourself walking into that, the men's locker room thinking like, oh, Tiger's been here. All the North South people have been here, which is pretty cool. So uh, Joe, tell me what you thought about it all. You made yourself right at home, took a nice little shower after the round. I'm telling you, man, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, I believe it. You, you seem refreshed after the shower. I'm glad you did it. You're, you're much, much more joyful afterwards. Uh, but yeah, uh, like Ty said, it's just, if it's not a museum, it's a history book. I mean, you walk through the doors and I mean, every name in golf has walked through those doors and has played that course. Um, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Jack Nicholas, you know, go on and on and on. Payne Stewart, uh, before he tragically passed away, won a tournament out there. And just the history is just oozing out of this place. I mean, you walk down the hallways, and you see just the iconic shots of, you know, Tiger fist bumping or Phil raising his arms or just nameless amateurs who have played well there. And then you go to the very end by the pro shop and they have this amazing trophy case that has the U.S. Open trophy, the U.S. Amateur, the Women's Amateur, just all these prestigious trophies in this glass case that you can just look at and almost touch if you can get so close to them. Um, then, like Ty said, the pro shop, I mean, don't go in there <laughs> if you don't have self-control. Uh, you can easily spend a thousand bucks before you blink your eye. Uh, thank God none of us did that, but that pro shop is anything you want, shirts, hats, memorabilia, uh, belts, anything you want. It's, it's, it's good and it's bad at the same time for um, the golfer who doesn't want to spend too much money. Um, but yeah, the clubhouse is just amazing. And then I don't think we talked about it yet, the, uh, the deuce, the uh, restaurant, um, some of the best food we had in Pinehurst. Um, so when you're done your round, there's people hanging around the back green, um, you know, watching golfers finish. Um, eating food, drinking beer, and it's just a great spot to kind of finish your round or even start your round if you want to watch some people come in. Uh, so the clubhouse is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's it's more than I can even express in words. It's, it's great. Yeah, the juice was great. I mean, those buffalo chicken tacos were on point. I wish that I had gotten something a little bit better than a BLT, but that BLT was still good too. So um, let's kick it over to kind of the – practice facilities and I know we didn't hit too many balls or anything warming up but um, more than anything I think just the complex and everything I think is something to talk about and I'll kind of lead us off there I mean when you go out there I mean you're warming up with people that are playing all nine courses including the cradle and everything I mean it's not just one range so or it is one range rather, not separate ranges. And then you've got the little specific putting and chipping green to number two right there at the tee box. So I thought that was just kind of cool to be out there and you don't really know who else is around you, what course they're playing, but just everybody enjoying Pinehurst and getting ready for a fun day. I think that was the coolest bit of it more than anything. Yeah, I'll touch on that. Um, I think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. They had the, the North-South Amateur that weekend, the kids' tournament. Um, we were there. Before we got there. They finished the North-South Thursday or Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then the kids' amateur was the following. Okay, so 
kids world I am or yeah, something. Like 13 under am. Yeah, we'll talk about it in our following pod. We got heckled by some some nine year olds on the par three course and we couldn't handle it. Um, but yeah, so the practice facilities are great. Um, we actually had to hit off mats because they just had such a big volume of people. And I didn't mind it at all. The uh, mats had a nice rough section to them. Um, we also weren't warming up too much. I mean, it was, we were out there at what, probably 9 a.m. We were all sweating bullets by ball number 10. Um, they've got plenty of chipping greens, chipping greens, and they have a giant putting green called Thistledew, um, which is like a giant putting course that you can go on, or you can go on a smaller little putting green um, by the number two tee box, which is, I think, what we did. That and a little chipping green. So, I mean, it's, I mean, there's, you know, hundreds of people out there practicing golf, but you never feel like you're too uh, squeezed in or too restricted on what you want to do. And they got, like, the full private indoor thing. I mean, I'm sure they get do a whole bunch of money on lessons and stuff like that. Crazy, like, swing, like, monitors and all types of track man stuff in there, too, I'm sure. In there. I've yeah. never been in there, but I'm, and that's I'm all sure the, it's state of the art. All in the back of the range, which yeah. you kind of get to see towards the end of your round. And I guess last thing on, on this stuff before we get into the course itself. Um, one thing that we did not realize is that you have to book a caddy ahead of time as well. So we thought we'd just be able to go out and there'd be caddies. And we might have gotten hurt by that junior tournament. But if you're going to go out there and you're not staying on resort, or even if you are, make sure if you want a caddy, book a caddy. Because I think in some ways it would have helped us save a little bit of money in our pockets. but I think it would have made everything a little bit more not enjoyable because it wasn't not enjoyable, but you get that little bit of help not knowing the course or having, having played it. Um, yeah, I think we came into it. We we're all going to break the course record, then we didn't have caddies. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, break the course record for highest score maybe, but. Um, oh, no, I bet you there's some mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I bet those caddies can tell some stories, some people shooting 150s out there. I'm sure. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to change the format up on this one, guys. Um, and we're going to go with just talking a little about each nine, not going hole by hole. So we're going to start out on the front. Um, I'll kick it over to you, Ty, to get us started here. Kind of tell us what you thought of the front nine, which holes you liked, which holes you didn't necessarily like, or what were some of your challenges that you had? Um, yeah, the front nine, it just opens up pretty simple. Uh, nothing really crazy too hard. Um, here one and two pretty straightforward two got a crazy green um then three is a shorter hole have a wedge in crazy false fronts and pretty much all of these and pretty much you can say you got to just hit your spot uh, i mean if you don't hit your spot you're especially if you're long never go long as i've played it once before i just i remember telling you i was like just don't be long and if you're long you're dead pretty much everywhere in the whole freaking course um, really start talking about is number four. I mean, number four is just an absolute bear. Um, number one handicap, um, cra crazy long. It's also probably got the nicest houses on it too. Just some multi, multi-million dollar houses up the right side. Vacation homes. Yeah, very long. It plays from, swimming in somebody's yeah. backyard. I mean, just 434 in the white, 474 from the blues, and 529s from the back. I mean, it's just – just an absolute bear. Stout. Um, but all, I mean, same thing. Waste area kind of moves a little bit to the left, but it's just a hard, long hole. Really kind of a smaller green to hit into as well. It's just a crazy hole. For somehow, the grace of God, I ended up with a par here. I really don't understand how. But this is – I think it's probably – we can probably ask what our favorite – our hardest hole was. I think that's just a hard golf hole in general. 
Um, and just going one more to five, the par five is really not even that much longer, just a few yards longer. But the green on this par five is <laughs> unbelievable. The false front, everything rolls back into the bunker. Um, I just, Joe, you just want to go ahead and tell how, how this all happened for you. <laughs> Joe thought he was close. So I was like, oh, good. I'm up, sure, here. I'm up yeah. here too. I'm wonderful. Sure, I can jump in. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I hit my second shot a little short left of the green. Um, I knew it was going to be a tough shot. I was already at a terrible angle. I had to go over a bunker. Um, just didn't clip it well out of the pines for all the native areas, the locals that call it. And I ended up in the bunker. So from here, I hit, I can only describe as three of the best bunker shots I've ever hit in my life. And all three rolled right back down to my feet. <laughs> just an absolute travesty. I mean, I think I landed you all got three within five feet. Yeah, you were out there. You were on the green. On the green within five <laughs> feet of the pin, all three shots. I spun it just like I wanted to, rolled right back to my feet. And I was just like, all right, Mr. Ross, just just stop being so hurtful. Um, but it's just tough. Like like Ty said, just you can't miss in the wrong spots. I mean, it's very clear. There's, it's not like you, you miss in a spot and you're like, oh, man, I didn't know I couldn't go here. It's like, no, you knew you couldn't go there. And now you've got a double bogey at best. Um, so it's all right in front of you. It's just, you just got to not make the mental errors and do what I did. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that part five. You can, I think you make birdie because it's just a little bit shorter. Um, and then you're just like, you get on the high, especially the pin we had in that, fr that front left. You get anything on top of the, anything on top of the pin, which is, you pretty much have to be on top of the pin or you're just going to roll back off. You're just playing so defensive and terrified. You're going to degreen it. And as soon as you degreen it, you just don't, trickle off the green you're rolling down a bunker having to chip up a, a long 25 yard bunker shot um and then another hole i liked or i also thought it was pretty hard was i mean four five six right there number six to part three went wind into us i think we played at about 180 something i mean it was just 190 yeah yeah i mean i, I hit the like front of the green and the pin was up tuck top right it just runs off to the left it just rolls right off the back of my I don't have really much what to do to hit a, hitting a high cut. I just I, I don't really know what else to do. It's just a hard golf hole, but so much fun. Um, same thing. It gives you a little break on eight, kind of a shorter par five, and the pros played at a par four. So we somehow, by the grace of God, all made birdies here. Um, and pretty much, we peaked. Yeah, we pretty much peaked there. Kind of a whole actually played the course like you're supposed to. Really, hit, hit keeping the fairway, hit you to a good number, and have a wedge in. And, make our birdie putts so who, who knows maybe we maybe we didn't I guess we're kind of stubborn after we thought we were rolling after that but I those were some of my favorite holes I liked on the front um Joe Logan y'all you got anything on the back um yeah I'm gonna take some um on the front actually um so number one um uh, Donald Ross generally says the first golf hole shouldn't be too difficult um it should kind of be like an inviting um, opening to your round, which the tee shot it is. I mean, visually, it's super wide open. I think, um, uh, Logan, would you hit three wood or driver? One of the two? I hit three wood into the native area on the right. I, mean, I didn't ask you where, but thanks for being honest with the audience. Um, and Ty just roasted the best driver of the day. He peaked on number one, dead down the middle, the most narrow part of the fairway. And I hit a four iron, so you can really hit whatever you want. Um, and then from there, the green, it's tiny. Um, it's turtle backs. I mean, I, I hit the green. It wasn't the best contact, but I hit the green with an eight iron and it just went up and then right back down at the front of the green. Um, so while it is an easy tee shot, it's kind of, it's a deceptively hard hole. And if you miss in the wrong spots, you're kind of, kind of screwed on there. Um, so I want to go to my favorite hole is number three. Um, so assuming the website cooperates with me, 
That's currently not. Um, so number three, it's, I don't know how to describe it really. It's definitely the shortest uh, par four on the side. Uh, you can see the green and if you play the tees we played, which is about 6,500 yards, it's like 313 to the front edge. Um, so you can really go out with a driver if you want to. I wouldn't advise it because uh, there's a bunch of bunkers short right, a bunker left, and kind of waste bunkers to carry in the middle. So you really want to hit an iron kind of down the middle. Um, and from here, the green is just absolutely terrifying. I mean, it's – I want to say it's the smallest green on Pinehurst. Might be. Um, because he designed it to have kind of a wedge in your hand. Um, and, I mean, so wherever the pin is, you have maybe a 10 to 15-foot circle around that pin to land the ball. And if you don't, I mean, you're going to have a terrifying chip. It's just not going to be easy. Um, and before we started our round, um, we were talking to the starter for a few minutes and he said, uh, Donald Ross's house is actually to the left of this green and he would sit on his back porch. And if he saw too many people making putts, he'd be like, mm, green's not hard enough. I'm going to turn up the slopes. Um, so, I mean, he did that, you know, time after time until you have this green where I just don't get how the pros made, they look so easy to make birdies. Um, it's just a really cool short golf hole. And just another example about why you don't need to make. 500 yard par fours to make golf interesting it's 315 yards and i ejected long with a double it's so terrifying. it's just terrifying i mean it's well, even it's not even just the green part too you have to place the ball in that hole off the yeah, tee box depending on where the pin is you definitely need to pick your side of the fairway so i mean it's it's just a complete just example about why golf doesn't need to be about crazy distance i mean it's 315 yards and hold on um so i think that's why i like that hole the most and then I'm going to go to uh, the second par three um, as my least favorite. Uh, not because it's a bad hole, just because visually it is intimidating as hell. Um, I don't remember what the yardage we played it from. Like it was 145. like 145, 150. It's nothing. But the green, it's so narrow and so sloped left to right, uh, back to front, that it almost looks like you can't hit it. Like even if you do hit it, you're going to run off the back into a bunker, go short into a bunker, go right into a bunker, or just like, I just, I don't get how Logan even held that green. It's just such visually intimidating. Uh, like I said, it's not a long hole, but it's just tough. And to finish your nine and a or par three, especially after you just had a couple drinks at the, uh, the halfway house, which is after the eighth green. And it's just it's a tough way to finish the nine. Yeah. Nine was interesting. I, not many courses finished with a par three away from the clubhouse too, which is kind of different. Um, I'll hit my favorite ones real quick. I really liked number two. I don't think it's as easy as people think it is. It's not difficult if you hit some good shots, but I mean, it's pretty demanding when you get to the green. Um, and I hit a pretty good drive and I kind of knew how the green was just from seeing it on TV before and all the old Tiger Woods video games. And I hit, I played short and bounced kind of on the front edge and let it run out to the back near the hole and had about a seven footer for birdie. I didn't make it. I didn't come close to making a putt hardly the whole trip, but um, that was a, a pretty cool hole to go play and think about that being the hardest handicap hole in the U S open. And I played it that well. Um, and then really my, my other favorite one I did, I liked the par five that you guys did not like um, probably because I played it better, but, I even three-putted it and made a bogey, but I liked the hole because if you miss in the right spots, it's a fair hole. Um, and I think that's kind of a trend that you'll continue to hear from us. So 
Yeah, to be uh, fair, I didn't like it. I just said it kicked me in the ass. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. I, I got misplaced. I got ejected, and then it's, you can't get unejected from there. So let's go ahead and kick it over to the back nine. Um, and I will lead off with a couple holes that I did not like. Um, number, gosh, what number was it? 14, I believe. The one where... It might have been 13. The one where I was long and Ty was long. I believe uh, it's the 12. 12. Whatever hole it was. I had a streak where it was I had not made a double bogey yet. And I was hoping to go the whole round without making a double bogey. And I went long. This ball was probably had to go 20 feet up a hill to a downhill pitch and I didn't get it all the way up there and it rolled right back to my feet twice. And that was embarrassing and I made my double. So didn't like that one. Um, I think really that's the only one that I didn't like. Um, I just hate that I did get so hot on that backside. I kind of ruined the last couple of holes for me, unfortunately, but uh, what can you do about that? So. I'll kick it over to, we'll go back to Ty first, and you can talk about yours. <laughs> um, my, my favorites at the end are just coming, or maybe on the back side, it's coming near the end. 15 is such a crazy hole, just a upside down punch bowl green. One of the hardest greens, I think, and maybe the world is a hit. Not even the, the farthest part three you ever play, probably 175 yards. Um, and it's just left, you're going to roll off front, you're going to roll in a bunker, right, you're going to roll in a bunker. Long, you're going to kick hard, and you're going to be screwed. I mean, it's such a simple hole. It's such a hard shot. I always like to see if somebody could actually hit the green, and Joe actually played it pretty well. Hey, man, I came alive <laughs> at the end, baby. He played it pretty good, and I just landed just short and made two putt and was happy with the par there. You don't see a lot of pars, it seems like. It doesn't seem like it's a hard hole, but I think it's just cool. We're just a shorter part three, but this is the crazy famous green. Um, and then at the stretch, down the stretch right there, 17 is a good part three because you know, I think because you know 18 is coming. Good looking part three. The only water hazard on 16 as well. But 18, you can see the clubhouse up in the distance. You drive up a hill. And then as soon as you, as soon as you get up there, your second shot, you see everything in the background um you see all the people sitting out there eating lunch people sitting on outside on like the kind of commuter walkway area we were drinking a beer and we looked at each other i said boys it'd be a bad time to hit one thin over the green i mean you're i mean it's how many it's 20 yards maybe if that yeah but i mean right behind us the walkway and 20 yards so you're gonna be in a walkway if you hit it over i'm like your nerves start to get going a little bit like others. Oh, and there's people walking around to the left too, about to start playing. And there's people over there in the practice green area. I mean, you're, you're right there in the center of it. I'm like, that just think it's such a cool finish. I love like finishing right there with people sitting around watching you. It just makes it so, just makes it such a finishing great back, back, back nine stretch to cap it all off. You almost made a bomb too. Oh, I you so close. The loudest roar in the world if I'd have made that birdie. From you or the crowd? Uh, from me. Okay. 
The crowd probably would have been more. They would have looked up from their salads and like, ah, oh, nice. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll take over then. Um, so I didn't have a whole – not that I disliked nine. It was just visually intimidating. I didn't really have a hole that I disliked on the back whatsoever. Um, I thought it was kind of a weak start um, for the first few holes in the back. I felt like they all kind of blended together. Um, you get your par five out of the way early on number 10. And, I mean, it's – I can't remember what the length from us for the whites, but it's it, it's not reachable really unless you bust one. You don't want to be hitting three wood into these greens. So, I mean, reachable is a whole different thing at Pinehurst. If you're not going into a par five with a five iron or less, like I wouldn't even try that shot um, unless you're a scratch golfer or better. Um, so once you get those in quote unquote weak holes out of the way, um, they kind of blend together to me. I think the stretch 15, 16, 17, 18 is maybe one of the best finishing stretches I've ever played. Um, like Ty said, number 15 is that upside down uh, punch bowl. Um, like I hit a shot to, I don't know, maybe 15 feet and I'm shocked mine stayed on the green. Like you just have that little margin for error where, I mean, anything but, you know, a perfect shot almost isn't even going to hold it. Um, so like a birdie there, it's just even a par there. So I think you're going to be happy to that and skip on to the next tee. Um, from there you go to 16, which is a really cool looking par five from the tee. Um, I like how it's the only water on Piner's number two. It's, it shouldn't be in play unless you <laughs> top it like Logan does. Uh, really shouldn't be in play. It was a um, shank. It was a shank. I'll, I'll embrace it. Oswald shank Jason. driver. Oswald Jason. With yeah. <laughs> That's impressive, honestly. You should have that. Um, but, yeah, you can either choose to kind of carry that water because the, the whole dog leg is a little to the left. So you got an option to kind of cut a corner or you can be more traditional and shoot straight out with maybe a shorter club. Um, and from there, it's a pretty straight shot, maybe a slight bend to the left. Um, and then the green's pretty sloped uh, back to front. And it's just there's bunkers everywhere, waste everywhere. Every, everywhere and it's just it, it presents a very good opportunity on one of the last few holes to make something happen and make a birdie um, it's not overly long it's only 480 from the whites but you really got to be in the fairway got to hit still a long iron unless you really cut the corner um, so it's still tough um, and then 17 is just another good par three um, it's not as drastic as the 15th but it also demands you get a good shot um, I felt like I had a really good one and I had like a 50 foot putt. So, I mean, even if you're on the, the dance floor, you still could have potentially a very long putt down these, you know, very, very thin, quick greens. Um, and then from there, I mean, 18, is just, uh, it was, it was quite a walk. I enjoyed it. I think Logan was a little delirious at that point. So I don't know if he enjoyed it as much as we did, but um, you kind of walk up the hill a little bit, you kind of slant to the right up with a little dog leg. And then once you walk up the hill, You've got a good shot of it you just see the back of the clubhouse and it's just absolutely phenomenal views um we played it obviously during COVID-19 so there's not as many people there and as many people hanging out drinking but um from what I've heard it's like normally a pretty you know good crowd that likes to watch people finish um and cheer and boo and you know all sorts of stuff so it's just a really cool finishing hole and just walking up that stretch I mean it's you know, it's so different than walking up 18 at Wingfoot or Shinnecock or Augusta. I mean, it's the, the amount of history that kind of hits you when you walk up that, those hills. It's just, it's crazy. I can't even describe it. Um, it's just such a cool finishing hole. Yeah. I mean, I, I hit an okay shot. We were all within like three feet of each other up at the green. Um, 18 was just, it was very cool. I, hard to imagine like thinking of a grandstand and everything right there. Because, like, the grandstand would have to be kind of over in that waste area on the left to a degree. But thinking of the Payne Stewart putt and all everything that's happened there, that's just pretty cool to say we've played there, which 
kind of brings me into uh, wrapping this up with you guys on this course. Um, overall, kind of want to just get your last thoughts on the course itself, and then we'll go into price and a rating. Um, so, uh, Ty, what did you think about the course? Just overall, uh, anything else you want to add on top of this, what we've already said? Uh, it just, it's unbelievable. Uh, if you haven't played number two since the reservation, do it. And then also we probably should say, I mean, most people know by now, it's kind of Pinehurst. It's, everyone kind of talks about Pinehurst around here. They did the renovation back in 2010, I uh, believe. 2010. Yep, Corin Crenshaw. Yeah, Corin, they, it all, it used to be all just stick rough around everything, just kind of your typical. I mean, it's it's a beautiful golf course before, but the renovation I like. I just like it. It's just so much different. They wanted to go back to the way the golf course was originally, and then it held up during the U.S. Open in two thousand five, ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand five, ninety nine, and yeah. Something like that. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, either way. But, yeah, just to see it. And then Kyra's um, U.S. Open in 2014. Just the difference, the golf course, I mean, it still held up over, I mean, even through 100 years, just the changes, kind of, just kind of the way it used to be, switching to all rough and then switching it back to these waste areas. I just think it's so cool. I love the waste areas and everything instead of just knee-high rough and just whacking it out of there, just kind of. It just you give it you have a chance you could have a good line have a chance to move it up and actually hit the green or you can also be right there behind some crab grass and you have no chance which is I think fair just you got a problem to hit the fairway but I mean I think it's a, it's one of the greatest courses in the country you can't go wrong unbelievable experience um, I'm glad we got out there I'm glad y'all glad y'all wanted to go out there and play it because I mean I'm down for the, there's a reason these courses are ranked up there it's architecturally amazing and I don't I mean there ain't much you can say wrong about this course to be honest with you and the rounds are slow maybe that's the only thing but I mean you're walking people are there for experience too from all over the country and all over the world to playing out here um so I mean the rounds are gonna be a little bit slower people are taking it in looking around too but it's just an amazing golf course um I, I mean there it's, it's tough to beat I think half the round was us just talking about, like, how the hell did Keimer shoot what he shot at that course? Like, from the back tees, no less. Like, how can you do that? And that in its own just amazed all of us the whole day. Like, here we are hacking it around when he's shooting 65-65 or whatever he shot after that. I don't even know what his weekend was, but. From 77. Yeah from just an absurd distance um so i couldn't believe that and for me i would say the only other thing that, that i've really got to add is just this is probably the, the most famous course that i've ever been able to play um and for that it's just pretty cool to say hey i've played it now and compared to a lot of other great courses like well maintained it's just not the same um, like Ty said, you do have the chance to get a terrible lie or a great lie off a bad shot and do with it what you can. So, uh, Joe, I'll kick it over to you and see what you think. Um, yeah, one word I can just use is just unbelievable. Um, I felt like I almost got trapped 
before the round, I told myself, I was like, I don't care what you shoot. I don't care if you're two under. I don't care if you're 25 over. Like, you're not getting mad. Like, it's all about the history. It's all about having fun. It's all about where you're at today. And I feel like I kind of almost got trapped into that and didn't focus on, you know, actually being there to play golf. Um, so that's kind of a pitfall I kind of got myself into because, I mean, the history is just, just oozing out of the place. I mean, the clubhouse, the like the tournaments they've had, you can sit there and almost touch the U.S. Open trophy before you tee off. It's just – it's – I can't even describe it. Um, but, yeah, like you guys said, it's one of the top golf courses in the world. Um, I think in the United States, it's in the top 30 or top 25. Um, that's, probably, that's all courses. In top public courses, it's like top five in the world of courses the average golfer can go play. Um, and, yeah, like Ty said, like we were just walking around, like how in the – hell did martin keimer go 65 65 from 100 yards back from where we're teeing it i mean just <laughs> I, i've never had so much respect for martin keimer in my life i'm not gonna lie um i always thought he was an average four pro and now i'm like wow that guy's good um but yeah it's just an, it was a great experience i'm glad we ended up doing it um squeaked it in the last moments of our trip um after a long long weekend of golf and sun um so yeah it was just it, it was great I, I can't wait to do it again uh, we'll talk about the price point in a minute, which, you know, we're not going to do it every weekend, but it's definitely something that I can't wait to do again. Well, Joe, go ahead and kind of lead us off to tell us what you thought about the pricing and um, everything about that. Um, it is what it is kind of deal. Um, I mean, you get what you pay for. Um, it's 410 uh, to play. That's without caddy fee. If you decide to take a caddy, um, you can take a cart, but it's only carts on path. So if you're going to do it, you might as well walk it yourself or take a caddy. We push carts. Oh yeah, you were free. That's what we did. Complimentary pushcarts, <laughs> the deal of the century. Um, but yeah, um, and it's really it's it's kind of up there. But I mean, you're if you're playing TPC Sawgrass, which is the Players Championship course, you're paying almost six hundred. It's like five fifty for Pebble Beach. I mean, it's it's kind of standard for what you're going to pay if you're playing these these big boy golf courses. Um, so it is steep. It's not something you're going to do every weekend unless you are in a different tax bracket than I am. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's worth it at least once, if not a few times in your life. I agree. Um, it's I'm pretty tight on money most times, but that's something that I'm, I was very much willing to spend money on. Um, Cause at some point it's, again, it goes back to the, you can say I've played where the greats have played um, and get to see how you test up to that course, which is, is pretty cool to say. Um, yeah. I think I remember walking down, uh, I want to say it was like number 10 or 11. And I was just literally walking down the fairway. And I was like, Tiger Woods has walked down the same fairway I have. Like, it's just nuts. I mean, to think about. And it's just. You think about like, I mean, this, of course, what, 1907? Yeah. I mean, you're thinking like, even before like Tiger Woods, I mean, you're going like way, way back. back. Like, yeah. Back when they were playing with Balada balls and hickory <laughs> clubs and i mean that course kicked their butts back then and it's kicking their butts now yes i mean it's, i mean that north south's been going on since like say 1901 yeah. 1903 something like that i've been playing that tournament and you're looking like the old like the old so like the beginning of golf yeah bobby jones Jim yeah. Sayers, and hogan palmer nicholas and we got to walk down the same fairways as them and that's just you know you can't say priceless because they definitely put a price on it but i mean it's it's worth it Coop, anything else to add? Or I guess, was that your comment? Um, pretty much it, man. It's just wonderful experience. It, um, if you haven't done it, go play it. I, I love some people. Some people don't like the restoration, but I love it. Uh, I just don't love tree-lined and deep rough and same thing every, every time. Um, just go out and play it. It's, 
it's worth if it's worth the money. Um, if you never played it before, especially. Um, same thing, Joe. You're not gonna play it all the time, but it's a great way to make the signature signature golf. Um, I guess golf round in your golf trip. You're gonna keep you keep a yardage book, keep a uh, keep the ball. I mean, just keep your scorecard type deal. It's it's worth it. All right, boys. Well, let's wrap this sucker up. Um, I will lead off with Joe. Tell me what you thought, and give us a rating. Nine point five. Stout right there. <laughs> Not even a thought in my head. Very <laughs> stout. Not All right. Ty. Uh, nine. I I love it. Nine point five is tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. It's a uh, measuring for improvement with nine five. Yeah, there's room for improvement. That's my very true. Or nine. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, we're gonna stick with the nine. It's it's an unbelievable golf course. I mean, that nine's gonna be the top we play this year, probably hands down. Um, oh, by far. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, or even. I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't blame Joe for saying nine five. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and it's, it's worth all the expectations. Well, I think we're all kind of thinking on the same page. I was split you all right in the middle. Nine, two is what I had in mind. So for be 9.25. Yeah, we'll, we'll round it up. It's really 9.23, but we'll, we'll round 9.25 and give it an even easy number. But I mean, that's by far the highest score we've given. And I think you guys can tell it's for a reason. Um, this course is just, not something to scoff at or anything. It's very exciting, very rare to get to play, and I think we all thoroughly enjoyed it. So, and I kind of got um, one thought, not to shoehorn something else in. Um, I don't know about you guys. I felt incredibly welcome. I mean, we're playing one, one of the top golf courses in the world, in the country, and it's. I felt like I was at home, not like I was at some like snooty private club that like. I very, shouldn't be there. Very true. I also agree. Like the, the the starter came and talked to us for ten minutes, just telling us stories and joking around. Like the sack ladies were great. Team. He just came away with that fun. Yeah. Just hey, how are y'all? Where are y'all from? Yeah. Well, just just it, just being courteous. The hospitality. We'll touch on again with the other courses we review. But the hospitality at Piners is just it's phenomenal. They just make you feel like you're at home and you're not a visitor. Well, guys, I think that's a perfect spot to leave it at, uh, and. We appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to it. I know it was a little bit longer on that one, but I think very deservedly so. Um, again, you can follow us at the Three Putt Golf Pod on Instagram. We're going to put up some pictures from the round um, and definitely be on the lookout for a couple other courses we've got coming out from this trip uh, in the coming days. And we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.